Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the 1010 podcast. It's going to be a really a lot of fun. I'm in a little spinny chair, so I'm already like <laughs> going for it. <laughs> but I have some special guests with me that I know you're going to love. So, you know, the 1010 podcast is a ministry of LifePNW.org which is a ministry of Cedar Park Church. And so I just want to encourage you, if you are interested in things about life, you know, that's what we talk about each and every week that we tune in here. If you're interested in ways to be involved in supporting life, standing for life in your community, I would love for you to go to lifepnw.org and to subscribe to our newsletter because I will send out things that that you can be a part of, things that you will want to know about. And um, I think it'd be a great way to just be a part of the story and standing for life here in Washington State or wherever God has placed you. So thanks for joining us and let's get started. Awesome, well, I am super excited Jazzy and Sam to have you guys on today's podcast Yay. and are you excited? Very excited. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> excited. We are going to talk about life. And so I'll just introduce Jazlyn is my daughter. She's my our, mm-hmm. um mine and Jay's second daughter of four and she's 24 years old, mm-hmm. single. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a boyfriend currently. Not married. <laughs> but you're not married. So that's what single means here in this situation. And my friend Sam, so Sam and her husband Julian are um I know them from church. Julian works on our production team. So we work together at church and they have three beautiful children. And um Sam's a good friend and so we're just going to talk about a lot of different things, but talking about parenting, talking about um you know, being single in today's culture and, um, things that like, you know, families and people are thinking about, mm-hmm. um, it's just the practical stuff of every day. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's amazing to be alive in today. Like I know we're alive for a purpose, mm-hmm. but it's, there's also a lot of challenges and obstacles and roadblocks that we want to talk about. So maybe it's things that, you know, uh, our listeners haven't thought about, or maybe they have thought about, but just haven't known like how to handle it. So, you know, we're Christians. So the things that we're talking about are based on our Christian values, right? Mm-hmm. So based on like what, not just what we think is best for our families or best for us, but what we've learned from God's word, right? right. So these aren't just like opinions. Um, I mean, maybe some of them might be opinions. <laughs> we can differentiate when it's an opinion or when it's, you know, from the Bible. But that's, this is a Christian conversation about family and about life and about purity and um yeah so you know we haven't rehearsed this it's just (laughs) us talking a conversation i think this is the first time i've had more than one guest too so like i've never had round tables yeah but this will be like a true back and forth conversation yeah Yeah. so jazzy do you want to just get started by telling us a little bit about yourself maybe what you do and we'll just go from there yeah, so I am 24 years old, and I um, currently am working at my church. I'm in worship ministry. Um, I, yeah, I work with our Sunday morning services and songwriting, and then I also help with our youth ministries. Um, on the side, I'm passionate about music and am a songwriter, record stuff on Spotify, and um, that's a huge passion of mine. But yeah, I went to college, graduated in 2020. I studied recording engineering and music business. And so um, after college, spent a little bit of time in Nashville, kind of pursuing that. And then 
moved back home and now I'm just kind of in the season of working full time at church and kind of just pouring into that um, community, being a youth leader. But yeah, I love art, all of that sort of stuff, health and fitness and just um, how to live a healthy life Mm -hmm. and encourage other people, young women in that as well. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. It's good. Yeah. And um, what is it like, you know, growing up today uh, as a single girl? Uh, how do you, how do you do it? <laughs> how do you stay pure, yeah. you know, in yeah, your yeah. in your actions, also yeah. in your heart and your mind? And yeah, I mean, the world is a crazy place. It's always been crazy, but um, I think for a lot of girls, the one thing that we struggle with is with brought on through social media. I can speak for myself personally and even just the girls that I've talked to, like social Mm -hmm. media is a huge stumbling block. Um, So, I mean, there's a lot of things thrown at you in general, but then when you add in the accessibility to so many different people and comparing Mm -hmm. your life, um, that's a huge issue. Um, So for me personally, how I live a godly life, I'm not perfect. And you learn as you go, you make mistakes and you're like, oh, can't do that. That was Mm -hmm. not... Uh, that didn't lead me to a good place, but um, I think for me, some of my core things are, one, making sure that I am daily spending time with the Lord, and that's something that for a long time was really hard to just like, you know, like feel guilty, like, oh, I miss my devotions, I haven't been reading my Bible, but truly, like, in the past year and a half, I feel like I've gotten to a good place of just, wow, this really makes a difference mm-hmm. in the mornings, just reading my Bible journaling, praying, even if it's just 15 minutes, I notice that really helps me just get in a good place with God um, and with myself and my mind and just having some quiet time to reflect. And then um, another thing, that's the first important thing is just mm-hmm. spending time with God and praying is community. So like, am I going to church regularly? I mean, I work at a church, so that's another dynamic that I have to work through is like, sometimes just being at church isn't going to do it for you you have to really invest in because I'm there every day right but yeah. that doesn't mean that I'm actually like living in co- godly community hmm. so small groups friends um being a part of services that I'm not serving at and just pouring into myself in that way um yeah and that's there's that's different different seasons but a third thing in that is it kind of doesn't feel spiritual but this is something that I've really learned the past year is just your, how much your physical health and your like mental health plays into who you are as a human and like Mm -hmm. how you react to things spiritually. So if I'm like depleted physically and I'm like not taking care of myself, I'm unhealthy, I'm not sleeping. Like that is, makes me into not a very nice person. And it's like, doesn't matter how much you read your Bible. If you're not physically healthy, taking Mm -hmm. care of yourself, Um, if you're like spending too much time around people, you're just not going to be a good person and you're not going to be able to make good decisions. Um, and so just kind of investing in yourself that way, like exercising, sleeping, taking your vitamins, drinking water, Mm -hmm. taking a day out of the week to just sleep in or just stay home or do things that are going to fill you. Like a Sabbath. A Sabbath. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that is a, one of the things that's like a godly, like we, we know that's in the Bible, Mm -hmm. But also that's just super practical. Like yeah. sometimes God gives us advice that you're like, oh, this is why you told us. I mean, I learned this weekend at the, uh, we did a marriage conference at our church. And CJ said that there's a study that showed that people who observed Sabbath lived on average 11 years yeah. more than people who don't. 
Wow. That's huge. 11 years. So I was like, oh, maybe God knew what he was doing, you know, to give us a full life. So, yeah. And then the last thing um, that I'm learning is just take time away from social media. Whether it's like one day a month, one day a week, or just like a period of fasting from it. That's huge. Um, Because there's so much, there's lots of fun stuff. Like I love Pinterest. I love Instagram reels. Mm -hmm. I love getting inspired. But a lot of what's on there is just um, disgusting and is not good to like just expose yourself to all the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm currently not that I'm perfect person or anything. I'm not bragging, (laughs) but I'm doing a 40 day Instagram fast. And I think I'm on day like 13, Mm. but how's that going? It's hard. It is hard because I love, um, Instagram, but I've actually (laughs) like, I, I love like being inspired and like keeping up with people, but it's actually super relieving to not be on it. There's things that I missed that I'm like, oh, I didn't even really need to know that. Uh So it's just, it's been very good. It's hard, but um, I kind of love it. And I like, I like having a little bit of mystery to your life where like, not everyone has to know the things I'm up to. Right. Like that's hard at first because you want to be seen. Mm -hmm. You want people to know the cool things that you're doing or the things that you're proud about. But I've found a lot of contentment in just being like, well, if I want someone to know something, I can tell them or I can text someone or just the people who are around me yeah. who matter the most, who really do love me and care about me. Like right. they're going to know those cool things that are happening. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a crazy thing in our culture, but yeah. yeah, we're not, we're not robots. Like we're not superhumans. And I think sometimes we try to pack our schedules so full because we think that that's the way to keep up. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's the way to like be in it, but our bodies and our minds and our spirits are really designed to rest. And it's so hard, especially mm-hmm. if you yeah. know you have FOMO, right? Yeah. So yeah. much FOMO. It leads so many things that we do. Like everybody has to see mm-hmm. it. And Try to be cool. Try totally. To be cool. Yeah. 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 I think I just realized too, like a lot, I'm, I'm young, 24, but like a lot of the things that I was doing were like not out of a place of rest. Like it was just like trying to prove myself mm-hmm. to somebody that I really don't need to mm-hmm. or um, going after something that like, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. So I think it's good to just yeah. take time to yeah. just pause and be like, okay, what am I doing? What type of a life am I building? Why am mm-hmm. I going here? Why am I caring so much about this? Right. Like, let's just take a step back and ask God, like, do I need to be doing this? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe he's like, no, <laughs> then yeah. you're like, all right, great. I'm going to not yeah. do that anymore. <laughs> Yeah. I remember like years and years ago, there was a, a girl that was like in our youth group and she was super quiet. Like she never, never would like, like I always had to go up to her and like talk to her to get her to talk to me. Like she would never just come up and start a conversation, but I was friends with her online and online she was like, so like posting every day, pouring out her mm-hmm. heart, like all these things. And I just was like, so confused by that. Cause yeah. I, I feel like I see you in person mm-hmm. and you never have told me any of those things. Mm-hmm. And I know yeah. you and yet online you're willing to just like pour out your heart to mm-hmm. everybody. And I don't know. I just, I think that's sad. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like you're yeah. missing out on, um, the, the two parted or three parted conversation when, yeah. when you say something and someone responds, right. mm-hmm. like when you just say something online, you don't get to hear yeah. from the people that you care about. Like, right. Oh, that's weird. Or <laughs> and it's almost easier to 
say something to your phone rather than to people because it it's like nobody is looking at you. You yeah. can't see what their reaction is. Yeah. And then you're just like, yeah, just dropping bombs. I, mean, all over I the fall place. into that sometimes too, mm-hmm. of especially being a mom. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want to talk to people about like real things. <laughs> right. Cause I think then it gets hard, but yeah. Yeah. Cause I definitely fall into that too. Of like, Yeah. It's good. It's just good to evaluate. Yeah. I think in those moments, like where do I have relationships that I'm really being open and honest yeah. with? Is it yeah. only online? You know, mm-hmm. that just having like consistency and integrity. Um, well, yeah. we'll come back to, I have more questions for you, Jazzy, but I want to <laughs> take a minute and just get to know Sam a little bit yeah. and tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're at in life right now. And kind of in a very busy season. Um, raising three kids four-year-old and almost three-year-old that thinks he's gonna be four because he has to be as big as his brother Uh um and a five-month-old um and it's a lot it's like that kind of consumes everything it feels Mm -hmm. like I don't want it to because I don't want I think kind of falling into that like oh I see social media and I'm Mm -hmm. like oh I want to be what all these other people are but like then coming back to that's what my like worship is is raising these kids yeah um and in today's culture that's my main thing is like being a homemaker Mm -hmm. and being a wife and being a mom is all that really not not all that matters to me but it is the main Mm -hmm. point right now Mm -hmm. is making sure that they are leaving the house a better person every single day yeah um so yeah those are that's kind of I feel like it has taken over my identity, mm-hmm. but then like also knowing about myself, I'm very passionate about um, like natural things, mm-hmm. pregnancy, birth, mm-hmm. and then just like life in general, I guess. Um, so that's kind of, I yeah. don't know. Like How I, long I, have you and Julie been married? We've been married for five years last, in August. Three was kids. Five years. Yeah, three Boom. kids. We got pregnant <laughs> three months into our marriage. <laughs> we had all these big plans. We're like, yeah. for our first anniversary, we're going to go to Europe. And then our first anniversary, we're actually driving home from Utah from um, having our first little Well, guy. when you're first so. married, you're clueless. Like, Jay and I had this thing where when we got married, we're like, okay, every year that we're married, that's how many days of like, a trip we're going to take. <laughs> so, like, now we've been married 27 years. That's so a long trip. Can you imagine, Almost like, oh, we're just going to take yeah. a month off to celebrate our anniversary. Like, how unrealistic. <laughs> Seemed like yeah. a really romantic mm. thing at the time. Yeah. But reality hits. And I think for us, too, like, we were, I guess, older when we got married. I was 28 and Julian was 27. Um, and... So, but we also wanted to wait a few years to have kids. We yeah. knew we wanted to have, yeah. I don't know, four kids. We're almost there. Um, but we didn't want to start right away. Mm-hmm. And then we did. And then we just never stopped. Wow. Yeah. There you go. So um, <laughs> just what, as you were talking, like, there are so, talk to me about the pressure of like social media. I feel like being 45, I don't know. I feel a little bit like I'm past it. Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I feel sucked into certain, like I felt sucked in with like when my kids are graduating, like I see the moms who like, and not to knock on any of these moms cause they're amazing, but like we'll post the video, the pictures of like birth every single year mm-hmm. until the day they graduated. And I just wasn't that organized yeah. to get my life together. So I felt pressure in that. And I just feel like there's so much pressure on, especially your guys's age group and mm. part of life to like be beautiful all the time. Yeah. Like I see this, <laughs> all these like young moms, like posting, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like when I was a young mom, 
I'm, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever had it together like that. No, and I don't get ready every day. But then yeah. I do feel that pressure of I can't yeah, show like, up unless I am ready. Right. I can't show up unless I do my hair and my makeup. Like, mm-hmm. and that I think it does. And even just even being the perfect mom, like, oh, my house has to be spotless. Right. Because that social media has created that thing of people are only going to show the corner of their house that's like super clean (laughs) and so I actually have like shown things that are real of like this is actually what I look like as a stay-at-home mom and I love when other people show that too because I'm like we don't all have the money we don't Mm -hmm. all have the time I mean I have two toddlers and an infant I don't have time to get ready like it's chaos and I think that it's like so it's all fake. That's what it, <laughs> That's yeah. a hard thing is, That's, is like, I wish that there was more real because mm-hmm. um, kind of talking about like mental health. I, one of the things that I've seen is right now we have access to know every single thing that's going on in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And At like, we were moment. never created to know everything that's going on. And yeah. it causes that like sense of anxiety with nothing that we need to be able to control. Right. And, um, I think especially as a mom, it is that like, oh, I have to look this way or I have to do these things for my kids. I have to make them these picture perfect meals and Mm -hmm. um, dress them a certain way. And then I'm like, I can't Mm -hmm. do that or else. And just surrendering that this Mm -hmm. um, girl that I follow, she talks a lot about laying down your piece about certain things Mm -hmm. of just like that doesn't matter in the, you know, eternal in our eternal lives none none of it matters none of like the picture perfect stuff does not at all um some of it obviously can bring me joy Mm -hmm. and that's amazing but then i'm also that's not my season right now yeah of like looking like a 10 every time i walk out of the house (laughs) like or do i ever think you always look like a 10 (laughs) no um but yeah yeah what about you jess what kind of pressures do you feel like in your stage of life yeah um I mean I live in the day of we all live in the day but like a lot of girls my age are like influencers you know we're like they're always wearing the most expensive things mm-hmm. and it's like this is the trip I'm taking this weekend this is what I'm doing follow my vlog where you can see every day of my every second of my life like and I love watching those things because it there's a part of it that you do want to like oh what is that person doing like how do they live their life? Like, there's an obsession with that. Um, I don't think it's a social media thing. Like, I was even just thinking about it. Like, even if social media didn't exist and say, like, we would only see people in real life and we'd show up to church yeah. or something like that, we only would see that one part of their life. True. And we can just make so many assumptions. Like, ooh, she yeah. looks really pretty. Like, she's so put together. All her kids are looking good and like, you know, they all have shoes on their feet or she's, she showed up to church with her boyfriend. Like I, they bet they have a perfect relationship. Mm. Um, and then we wouldn't see each other for six days and then, you know, it'd kind of be that type of a thing. But with social media, like you get that times 10 because not only are you seeing their little snapshots of their mornings throughout the day on stories or YouTube, Mm -hmm. um, it's just like a constant thing. And so yeah, that's kind of why I like to take breaks because it just you just need that reminder of like you don't need to be exposed to so many people at all times. Um, and there's just so many platforms now that you're mm-hmm. like YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok. Yeah, you know all that stuff. I'm not on TikTok. I said goodbye <laughs> to that in 2020, but there was you know there's just so much distraction. 
Um, yeah. And I think that's why people feel behind mm-hmm. in different seasons, like because yeah. you're just looking at so many people getting engaged or yeah. like getting invited to things or yeah. having kids, and you're like, should I? Should that be me right now? Right. Um, and yeah. then one other perspective is like, I think about this a lot too, is like in dating, on social media, you you see people's like relationships and you can just compare yourself mm-hmm. with them because you see, oh my gosh, like they're going on all these cool dates or they look like their relationship is super amazing. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is like you don't even know like the realities of someone's relationship. Like no relationship is easy. Right. Like relationships are not supposed to be easy, but I think you yeah. can just have that assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Like why is my relationship hard? Or like why, you know, you just you kind of get like your bubble just broken when you're like, oh, mm-hmm. like this is yeah. the reality of life. It's not easy. Yeah. And um, but yeah, like dating and being single in comparison. Yeah. That's a whole thing where you're like, I'm not behind. Right. I'm okay. Right. Yeah. My life is amazing. Yeah. I need to take a step away and just be thankful. Um, and kind of get back to reality. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Instagram is not reality. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram is not reality. It's not. No. Well, and with even like the dating thing of like, oh, their boyfriends do that or whatever. I do that with, with like spouses too. Mm. I like, oh, why isn't he bringing me flowers every day? <laughs> but then you realize they're staging a lot of what she actually happening. bought those for herself <laughs> and then made it look like, yeah. Them. And that's where that's it's like, worse. <laughs> I, then I'll even find myself getting mad at Julian. And I'm like, why don't you do these things for me? He's like, no, they don't do those things for their wives. It's all, ju- it's all fake. And I'm like, okay. And oh, I do, I'll like be mad at him. Yeah, and I'm like waiting yeah. for him to get home. And I'm like, why didn't you stop at the store and get me these things? And he's yeah. like, cause he didn't ask. I know, <laughs> but it is. There are just so many dumb things on there, Instagram it is too. Dumb. Where like if, cause you, you took a huge break off of, and I just, sometimes I would Two like years. pretend to like see things through your eyes. Mm. Like, what if my mom saw this? Like, what would she, how would she re- respond to this? And I don't know. Just like stupid yeah. little, like, you know, like trends that happen well, yeah. on social media. Like, I don't know if this, okay. This, I, there's this one trend. Say it. It's kind of inappropriate, but I'm just gonna <laughs> say it. that I just think is so dumb. I'm like, why are people filming this? Okay. You, you probably saw this where like the, the wife would like come out basically like film her husband and she would like drop her towel and be like oh, filming yeah. my husband's reaction what? to me like getting naked yeah. or something they wouldn't show her yeah but they would like show but that it's still alluding to the fact and like oh wait like people that so like did, she, did you do that what no no i don't you're do normal I normal people don't well, do stuff I mean, like that it's what? i think that but then I'll, I'll by myself you know i'll like kick myself okay, in the face it's fine if you do that if you're married but like you don't need to I don't want to see your husband's reaction no, to you it's being not, well. I mean, that's like a intimate thing. It's yes. not like no, yeah. like no. I feel like we shouldn't even be thinking about what other spouses' responses mm-hmm. to their right. wife or you exactly, know, or just just like this that, much like TMI. There is a on, lot, yeah, so much TMI. Instagram, which part of that you're like, great. I'm glad that we're like all being wow. open, but there's some things that just need to be kept um, special, special, and mm-hmm. like. Or I don't even think like raising kids on social media. Like, well, what, what are of you? Yeah, trends. I don't know if you. I guess maybe you've been off. There is a trend to crack an egg on your kid's head. Like, invite them to. <laughs> I have seen that. 
make food with you and then crack the egg on their forehead, which it hurts. I don't know if you've, I mean, I've never cracked an egg on my forehead. And then you put it in the bowl. But the kids all are crying because it hurts. And so. Do you ask them if you could crack it on their head or you just no, like No, they're them. like, oh, come make pancakes with me. And all of a sudden you're like, they're so excited. And it's the cutest thing, yeah. because, saddest thing, because these kids are so excited. They're all toddlers. And they're like, oh, I'm going to make breakfast or lunch with mommy and then they just crack it and the moms are laughing hysterically and the kids are just sobbing and i'm like hello trauma like i would never do that to my kids my kids love to help me cook in the kitchen and i would never crack an egg on their yes. forehead wow because then these moms are like it doesn't hurt and then a couple of them did that did it and they're like oh actually that Ouch. hurts a lot hmm. it's actually really rude and it's rude it's like so inconsiderate and one like of the things that i've seen your kid did that to you yeah I'm, I, yeah, I wish yeah, I could I mean, see that. there's, like, the element of it, like, the prank, like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. But I think the heart behind it is that people don't think anymore. They just do what everyone else is doing. Like, remember yeah. when people were eating Tide Pods? Yeah. And then there was this trend, like, let's eat Tide Pods, and people were dying. <laughs> it's not funny. But it's like, not funny. Like, what? Use your brains. But it's because people don't want to use their brains. Yeah, They're like, oh, if everybody's doing it, it must be safe. We're a bunch of clones. But, like, the other thing about, like, parenting on social media is... So many people post embarrassing things of their kids and then it is like, okay, well in a few years or however many years until they can look back and see like, that's so embarrassing. Like, why mm -hmm. did you put even like preteens and stuff? Mm -hmm. Parents are like posting their meltdowns and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's so just humiliating. I yeah. feel like for these kids, their whole lives are on the internet wow, for right. everybody to see. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I think for me, I'm like, I post cute things of my kids, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to ever post anything that's like, yeah. Gonna make them embarrassed yeah. to look at when they I think there's like you know, when you're part of like a small group, let's say, that you maybe things that you would share in your small group about things that happen at home. Um, still using discretion, mm -hmm. right? Still protecting that you wouldn't then share on social media. So I think there's like times and places for that kind of yes. stuff, but right. you know, not right. to be shared with the whole world. Right. Yeah. I'm just And it's all just for too. views. Like it's like, yeah. oh, you know, we get this content out there and people love it. People find it hilarious. Yeah. Or whatever it is. But then it's who's mm -hmm. Well it just reminds the, me, I'm sure I don't know if you guys heard I don't know if you heard your parents say, I think I've said it. If you're if all of your friends, you know, jumped off a cliff, yeah. Would you go too? Right? Mm -hmm. It's the idea. It's kind of that mob mentality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, oh, everyone's doing it. It's, let's go. But, like, think about it. Like, what if they all just jumped off a bridge? Mm. Yeah. Would you do yeah. it? No. No. I said, yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. No. Definitely. No. Yeah, no. Would not. I'm scared of heights. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it was, like, you were supposed like to five. jump off the bridge. I mean, I yeah, have yeah, jumped yeah. off a bridge before. Yeah, I've gone cliff jump. Diving, yes. Whatever it's but called. I knew that it was safe already. Right. So yeah. that's different. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, not that all like trends are bad because there's, you know, yeah, it's there's wholesome ones. There are right. wholesome things, but I just think like make sure mm -hmm. you're not just doing something because everyone else is doing it or really just think it through. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Is this oversharing? Is this? Yeah. Yeah. Because we just get desensitized. Yeah. Because there are things that I see now all the time that maybe like five years ago. Mm hmm. I would have, if I saw that, I'd be like, oh my gosh, like, right. what is that? But now we're just like, we just see so much and everything's yeah. like over-sexualized. Exactly. And there's just so much to see everywhere. And so mm -hmm. I think yes. that's why we just need to like take a step back. Just not, you know, like yeah. fast from it. Yeah. And then we can come back and be like, ooh, that's not, I don't like that. Like something in my spirit 
don't, mm-hmm. you know, like don't go into that or don't mm-hmm. look at this or don't follow that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, um, how, do, you know, how does that play out with like raising your kids? Like, how do you, um, how have you and Julian like talked about raising Christian boys and a Christian daughter with like things that they watch and, um, things you expose them to? Like, how does that yeah. play out in a day to day life for you guys? It's definitely hard. I feel like to navigate that, um, even with TV shows, mm-hmm. I, we were talking about, there's so much worldly stuff and in innocent cartoons and they're just trying to take the innocence away from the kids. Yeah. And so we have like, I want to say like three or five shows that they're allowed to watch. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't have the TV on when I'm not in the room or like Julian's not in the room. Right. So that we know, because I, they're sneaking the craziest mm. things into ads. and ads. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, we, luckily we have the YouTube without the ads. Um, because I've seen the craziest ads on, um, like other TV shows mm-hmm. and, or like the shows that will pop up like after the movie or the show is over. And it's like demonic. <laughs> and there's literally this, wow show that looks innocent about this monkey and it's all and all of a sudden it's like talking about demons and i couldn't find the remote fast enough and addy's like mommy this is really scary and i'm like yeah why is this on it's a kid's movie yeah and it's so hard to guard their little minds Mm -hmm. and their hearts Mm -hmm. um but like one thing we do every morning is before they're allowed to watch any shows or before we really do anything is we have we watch worship and we listen Mm -hmm. to worship um and that just kind of like starts i mean starts my day off on a better foot yeah of no we don't get to like consume any junk yeah (laughs) and but i mean we don't let them watch junky tv shows i think that's where like we found like super cute like bluey is like yeah it's wholesome and there's nothing weird and there's nothing worldly it's just like a cute little family and i think that that's where it's like everything has become so worldly Mm -hmm. and people just like let their kids sit in front of a tv screen and i'm not like if that's the season of life that some people are in like i'm not judging but it's also like our call as a parent is to parent our children not sit them in front of a tv Mm -hmm. so that we can scroll on our phones and Mm -hmm. like i'm not saying i've never done that like there have been days where i'm just like I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Here's the TV, like sit down and watch it. But like, but you're still are, monitoring what they're watching. Yes. It's not like you're ever just hands off, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go take a nap for yeah, a few yeah, hours. Yeah. Like I'll be right back. But, um, I think that's been a huge pull on both Julian and I of like, when it is, even though it's easier mm-hmm. to just be like, okay, just, this is what's consuming you. And like, mm-hmm. you'll, we'll sit and you'll watch TV for yeah. five hours if yeah. I let you, mm-hmm. but being, I have to be intentional yeah. And I have to show them a, for my boys, like what a wife is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And like, and then for Shiloh, my daughter mm-hmm. to show her like how to be mm-hmm. when she grows up and yeah. like, and then for Julian, when he comes home, that whole aspect of like being super present as a father. And mm-hmm. I know right now the whole world is just trying to basically eliminate the nuclear family. Right. <laughs> um, and so that's just like our biggest passion right now is to show them how to behave. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're toddlers and so they act crazy, <laughs> um, yeah. but they love Jesus so much and they love to, co- to go to go to church and they love worship. And, and you guys are developing that. You guys are fostering yeah. that at home. 
and they because they mimic everything right. kids are sponges especially exactly. at that age i mean i can say something like under my breath and Addie will like repeat it 500 <laughs> times and i'm like okay well no. we gotta be really careful when we talk about it around here yes. but it's um yeah i think it's just like our call as parents yeah. like if you are a christian parent mm-hmm. and you love jesus and you want to raise good kids mm-hmm. it's not easy no <laughs> but, but it takes intentionality yeah and that's hard and especially feeling like so neurotic about it even when the kids were little like you said they're sponges it's even to the point of like all their books i'd be like we don't have time for arthur (laughs) like (laughs) we need books about jesus and like you know because you just feel like this is the opportunity when they're like interested in looking Mm -hmm. at books like what am i filling their mind with yeah you know and i remember even like going in our church nursery and like this is a church nursery like all the books need to be about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And I do go through that where I yeah. do get kind of crazy. And yeah. I'm like, we can't have anything in our home that doesn't, is not about him. <laughs> and then Julian's like, okay, like, I know, it's obviously. not like that show is like bad. And I'm like, yes. yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it is. But when like, I was growing up, like we had a, a group at, you know, going to Cedar Park Christian school. And as I remember learning the alphabet and even learning like cursive letters and all the letters were up on the walls, and it was like A, A is for apple, um, but then there was a scripture verse that went with it. All oh. have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So I learned oh, every cool. letter of the alphabet mm. with a scripture attached to it. That's I don't know cool. if I could recite all of them that's but cool. now, but I feel <laughs> like, cool. you know, it is cool. And that's, you yeah. know, it does, even, if, even if your kids, um, I mean, obviously if you're homeschooling, you can totally do that um, if they're in public schools, which, you know, you still have opportunities to uh, put the word of God in them. Yeah. And it, it is like, you're right. It's our job like to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. And it's, and it's such a short window of time that we have before it our kids are like gone. And I always, I've seen this thing. People I'm still have, here. I know. <laughs> I know. I, they come back. <laughs> they're like, you only have 18 years and then you, you hang out for a while longer. Um, I did that too. So yeah. <laughs> I still hang out with my mom. Um, but... I completely lost what I was saying. So raising kids, sponges, taking that opportunity before they move out. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, something about like, if you're ever having a hard day with your little kids, like pretend like you're like 80 years old and you're getting to go back and spend those times with your little kids because it is so like the time is so fleeting. Like it just goes so quick. And then you're just like, yeah. How, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. And you miss those moments. And I think that's mm-hmm. where, like, for me, um, there's a song and I don't remember which song it is, but it, but she, oh, it's let my life be worship. And mm-hmm. she's like talking about, she's like, let the kitchen and the yep. dishes in the kitchen sink be worship. Mm-hmm. And it's such a, Amen. <laughs> that one's the hardest one for me. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> um, we don't have a dishwasher. So I am oh. a dishwasher. Oh, um, yes. I have lived those days but, too. But it's just like every little thing, like yeah. bringing it back to God, like yeah. everything that we do is to glorify him. Right. So yep. if it doesn't, then what are you doing? Right. Okay. Two things I want to move us towards. So I want to talk about Christian dating and you're in it and you used to do it. Well, so you can yeah. give your experience, um, you know, and it, I'm not saying that you guys are, you know, have done it or are doing it perfectly. Dating expert. So you can talk about the things that are, you know, that you try to do, things that maybe pitfalls that you've fallen into or, you know, things to watch out for. And then also yeah. I want to move into like talking about um, birth and also like That's birth you. control <laughs> yeah. and philosophies of birth control. And because um, I know it's, those are all mm. things that people are 
thinking about and talking about. Yeah. So yeah, true. let's start with Christian dating. <clears throat> well, I can talk about what you don't do. Because okay. I did all the things that you don't do. Well, I came back to Jesus when I was like 23. I went on a very long tangent from like 15 to 23 okay. of just being in the world and yeah. doing all those worldly things. And that's when I met Julian. Mm-hmm. So you were raised Christian home. I was. And then crazy things happened with my parents and like within their marriage mm-hmm. and we just stopped going to church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like went all of high school, like I had a high school boyfriend and like just did stupid things. I mean, I was, yeah, just into that world and I had no regard for, we went to church on Easter with, cause my mm-hmm. grandma wanted us to, um, thank goodness for grandmas. I know <laughs> she's the one who got me going back to church. And then I was like, all right, I'm leaving my hometown because I had made a lot of stupid decisions mm-hmm. there and moved to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And that's when I met Julian when I was 23 and we were just friends for a while. And then we started dating when we were 25 and immediately like started being physical mm-hmm. and it was just like, okay, we both, we met at church yeah. and, but we were both kind of like on that. Um, we had both gotten out of long-term relationships mm-hmm. where we were physical. And so we were like, why not just keep yeah. going? And we didn't have anybody like mentoring us mm-hmm. or talking to us about like what a godly dating relationship yeah. looks like. Um, and so, yeah, that was kind of what we did. And we, like to this day, I still obviously regret it. Mm-hmm. And because we then were just like abstinent until yeah. two weeks before we got married. <laughs> no, two months before we got married. And, but then it like, I think I was talking to somebody the other day, it trickled into our marriage where I was like, mm-hmm. this isn't fun. And like, it's not mm-hmm. fun and I don't want to do it. Right. And so it became this thing of, I wish that I could go back and like, mm-hmm. just really pursue God as much yeah. as I was pursuing this relationship with him. Because wow. I wanted to be married. I wanted yeah. to like do all of this. And I felt, I felt like that was the only way that I would keep him yeah. with me. Huh. Um, I think that's super common. And I've even heard like Christian, yeah. Christian girls. And I mean, I say Christian quotes, like maybe they go to church occasionally yeah. or they know God, but they're not necessarily living for him. But I've heard them like literally say, well, how do you know if you're compatible if you don't have sex with them before oh, yeah. you're married? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's like a legitimate thought and feeling that girls have that like or live with them before like how do you know how do you know yeah i've had so many friends that do that and i'm like well no that's not the way that it works it's gonna be hard to live with anyone Mm -hmm. yeah and i went like that's my (laughs) biggest thing is like we were having sex and then it wasn't it wasn't fun once we got married and so then i never wanted to Hmm. so how did you guys move through that like what did you it was a lot of just like praying together about it and me praying separately that I would get past that because it wasn't him it was me and was it like guilt over the past or just like no because it was wrong when we were Mm -hmm. not married and so it was almost exciting like oh if we got caught if like whatever and so then once we were married and like we we had a roommate but like she was on the other side of the house but it was just still like Oh, we're allowed to do this. Mm. And it was weird because I like didn't understand because I wanted to, but then it just wasn't as enjoyable. But then like a few months passed and we got pregnant and yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it was just kind of, yeah. So that is like, I think the biggest thing of like making sure that you stay pure and that because there's a reason why God wants it within like God made it for marriage. Yeah. It's because it's so beautiful when like 
you're not just yeah giving it away right so, hmm. yeah i don't know i, I think, think that's I, good that you know you talked about just bringing that to the lord and praying about it you know obviously with your spouse but also on your own yeah and even asking god you know if there's people listening who are maybe struggling in that same way yeah just bringing that to god and be like god you know i don't know i can't you can't change the past yeah you know, and but, it feels weird to talk to God about sex. Right. Especially outside of marriage. Right. It's like, yeah. oh, wait. Like, well, I think I guarantee hey, you, you start you know? talking to God about sex before before you're married, then you're probably going to stop doing it. Yeah. Because if you're, God's going to be like, what are you doing? Well, and there was so much guilt there. And even yeah. like we had so much guilt. I mean, like we'd go yeah. to church and like we'd yeah. go to a worship night and then go back to my house. And I'm like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I, it was so much shame, yeah. but we just didn't i think we didn't fully like give that to god yeah. like it was just kind of a thing yeah. that we just never surrendered but the cool and thing now, is that god can redeem that yeah and heal that and you know it takes time and he did and like intention. it was i wow. mean our marriage is great now and it's good like that's not an issue anymore yeah and i'm mm-hmm. i wish it never was but i yeah. think that's like a huge thing that well, i think it's sadly so common yeah it's so you know especially now it's like oh come on like it's not that big of a deal like yeah as long as you're not getting pregnant as long as you're not like yeah whatever it is yeah and like you said because people are like oh we have to test it out before we buy it (laughs) but obviously you don't you don't have to you shouldn't no that's kind of what the whole purpose of the marriage covenant the like engagement and then the wedding vows yeah of like i i commit myself to you for better or worse mm-hmm. and it's it's actually a way it's a step of faith because you're like yeah i mean we yeah. you know we haven't lived together we haven't you know yeah been intimate and yeah i was listening to that podcast i was talking about yesterday the whatever podcast oh, and they yeah. had um candace owens on and she was talking about basically there's all these other girls who were just not they're not none of them are christians at all um and just kind of like sleeping around a lot of them were like they called them, well, they, they did OnlyFans, so made, like, uh, pornograph, porno, pornographic content, and to they're, like, online. sex workers, but they the called The people them, that they were interviewing. Mm-hmm. And so, but all these people were talking about marriage, and Candace was kind of, like, asking them, like, why would you get married? Like, what is marriage to you? And they're like, it's just, it's a, an expression of a committed relationship. And just kind of talking about, like, well, no, like, marriage is a religious thing and kind of talking about the difference between like, if you're in the world and you're not a Christian, what is marriage to you? Like, Oh, it's just a commitment to a person. But I think like when we're Christians, we realize that marriage sex, isn't just sex. It's right. like, it's, yeah. there is, um, God created it. Mm-hmm. And so like when we're living rightly in it, like there's so much yeah. more to it than what the world yeah. says. Um, and not that there isn't grace if you like yeah. mess up, like, right. Totally. Like God can redeem anything. And, um, but I just think thinking about like marriage is God's idea. Right. And so like before you're married, like not just thinking about like, Oh, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Stay pure. But like, ask yourself like, why, what Mm -hmm. am I doing? What is the importance of marriage? Um, why get married at all? Like why not just live with somebody or just stay committed to them? Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, just like the, the spiritual, realities of right. like mm-hmm. all of that stuff i think is something to really think about if if you're not married before you're married especially if you aren't married think about it but yeah 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 marriage yeah. is um it was created by god 
Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not something that like our government created. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. A lot of people think it is. Right. Oh, it's a contract. Like we're legally married. But I think even like, before yes. that, like, well, actually it was God's mm-hmm. yeah. idea. So it's actually a covenant mm-hmm. that you make before God. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, it's important. And the Bible talks a lot about marriage, like keeping the marriage bed pure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I think you can keep the marriage bed pure even before you're married by the way that you engage, obviously, with yeah. people that you're dating, yeah. um, the way that you, things you look at, um, the way that you let your mind mm-hmm. think totally. about things and yeah. things you think about and just protecting uh, your purity mm. um, for your, for your future spouse. Yeah. So, and then, and then that just carries on into marriage. Obviously it's something Mm. that you continue to protect them and protect yourself by the things that you watch and things you think about. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard, Yeah. but there's a lot of reward and Mm -hmm. blessing in it. Well, because even social media, I mean, I go to my explore feed and I see naked women and naked men and I'm like, (laughs) I don't want this. No, I go to explore. I was like, don't. But it's, it's so accessible. Like, it's I so know. accessible yeah. to just, like, look. And then it's, yeah. like, an easy yeah. thing to just, okay, we're, you know, what do yeah. you do? Like, how do you eliminate that without being so aggressive about right. it? Like, and can don't I say ever look at anything again. But there are a lot of people who don't have social media. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> they just, because it's like, they live their lives. Because <laughs> if you struggle with, well, like, so, yeah. it's so good. you know, that like looking mm-hmm. at pornography like don't have social media yeah like it's okay to just be yeah. like you know what it's not a good place for me yeah like okay good for you yeah like if if you you know what i mean like just don't put yourself in environments that yeah you're gonna be tempted to stumble right. i mean it's just like that common sense but everything oh i have to have social media it's like no what if you didn't you know yeah. yeah you would survive i know <laughs> yeah yeah Anything else on Christian dating? <laughs> hmm. Things to well, think about. Well, what are things to do? Because I'm talking about things that don't. So right. What do you, right. There you go. Like, That's a good one. Yeah. Again, I'm no expert. Um, but I think, like, something that I kind of struggled with for some reason was, like, just the... I think, like, in church sometimes people... It depends on what, where you live or what church you go to, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, like dating can be viewed as like bad mm-hmm. um and maybe not like for everybody and I didn't really feel this for myself but I felt kind of insecure like um because I always hoped I'm like oh I'll just date one person mm. like and then that will be my husband one day and right. so like when I had my first relationship when I was 17 years old and it didn't work out I was like <laughs> oh my gosh I have to date more people like because it, it is there's so much to it where you're not giving all of yourself to right. every single person you date because you don't really know right away if this yeah. is the person you're going to be with. Right. And I think that's why a lot of people don't set themselves up for success because they don't have any boundaries emotionally, spiritually, physically, any of that. Um, and when you're so young, you don't even really know yourself. So like, totally. I'm glad I didn't marry the person that I dated when I was 17. <laughs> Cause like I'm, I'm 24 now. Like, that's very, I was a very different person. But, um, so I think like you do learn a lot about yourself when you're dating someone. Yeah. And that's a really cool part of it is mm-hmm. because if you're, um, really being honest with them, you're learning how to communicate, you're learning mm-hmm. how, um, to handle like tough conversations. You're learning how mm-hmm. to, you're learning discipline. You know, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're 
following what the Lord wants for dating and purity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just life in general, you just learn as you go. But mm-hmm. I just think I want, I like to encourage people like, it's okay to like go on a date. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to, yeah. even if you don't know if you want to marry them, like you're not supposed to know that right away. Sometimes people do, but like dating is not a bad thing or shouldn't be looked down on. I think mm-hmm. we should encourage people to date in a godly way. And I think sometimes people are afraid to date because they're afraid of making a mistake or yeah. um, not having good boundaries and falling into sin. But like, we can't mm-hmm. just avoid things because we're afraid to mess up. Yeah. And I think you're not going to ever grow if you don't uh, put yourself in situations where you can grow. And yeah, dating is always a risk because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to get their heart broken. Mm-hmm. It's an investment. You're spending money. You're, you know, like it, it's an investment. <laughs> it's a season of that. Well, and time so, and money. Yeah. Time and money. And so... But I just, just don't be afraid to date. I just, because I know a lot of people, never, you know, don't date because well, they're afraid. Especially, I think, like, one of the things that I know has been difficult for you that I think you've navigated well, well is, you know, you're a youth leader at the church. Mm. You know, you're a worship <laughs> leader on stage. So a lot of people know who you are. Yeah. And so then just a lot of people are watching you because yeah. you're right. visible. Right. And so um, I think everyone should feel that pressure, even if they're not a youth leader or a worship right. leader. You should. Everyone should feel the responsibility of the people that are watching them. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think obviously you feel it maybe to a different degree, and it's. And I think you know you haven't like when you've dated different people, even when you've started a relationship with them, you're not like immediately posting about it. Right. And I think yeah. that's important because not ever again. Like you're protecting needs to them. Know everything. Yeah, you're protecting yeah. them. You're protecting yourself yeah. and also everyone who's watching you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, six months later, it's like some new person, you right, know, and right, it's right. okay <laughs> to be dating different people. Yes. Yeah. But you're, when you post everything every time, after a while, it's it like, just gets oh, it's, like, okay. it's just causing more. And that's what I'm saying about like boundaries that I've learned. Mm-hmm. Like boundaries are not bad. Like I love, I love boundaries now. Like I yeah. love just like um, knowing myself and like knowing if, if I don't draw a line here and like, I'm talking more than just physical boundaries, yeah. like emotional boundaries. Like I'm, I don't, you don't need to, um, give everything to, you know, every person that you yeah. date. And it's yeah. like this thing where as you grow with somebody, you can let them in more. And then mm-hmm. obviously like marriage is the ultimate, like that's, you give everything to that person. Right. Yeah. But I'm sure it doesn't happen in the first day of marriage. Like, you know, it's still a journey. Oh, I, mean, I mean, we're only five years in, but like, I'm yeah. still learning new things about Julian all the time. Like right. there's never uh okay, well, I know everything about him. Like how boring right. would that be? True. <laughs> like you keep changing. Yeah. Yep. Just, but yeah. Social media and dating too. I just, that's the thing. Like, don't feel the pressure to share like that's what i'm saying it's okay yeah. to just have a few people yeah. in your corner that you're like sharing everything with and the most important people in your life will know the things that they need to know yeah and i think sometimes you, we want to portray our relationships because everyone else is because and you also want everybody to think that you're in like this perfect relationship yeah right yeah because that's even like with pregnancy i kept mm. shiloh's pregnancy away from everybody until i was like eight months pregnant wow and then I was like, oh, by the way, like we're having That's another cool. baby. And that felt really nice. Like it was sacred. I mean, yeah, I had like my yeah. close friends yeah, on Instagram could see that I was pregnant. But we all, all knew people you were pregnant. <laughs> I knew in real yeah. life. Like yeah. they weren't people like I didn't have to put on a show and like, I don't know. Like Monetize I think your it's pregnancy. so special. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's true. It like, is. I, yeah. you guys. I saw like, this no. thing about this lady like posted this like huge sushi plate and they're like, oh, people are just like monetizing. They're having babies so they can have followers. Which that like, kind of stuff is fun to see. Like, yes. you know, like bloggers who like pregnancy, fashion, you're like, everybody mm-hmm. loves, it's like a magazine, yeah, but yeah, now we right. just are always looking at magazines of people. <laughs> How do you guys navigate um, the whole like over-sexualization of women, especially online, but like, I know that's something mm. that I is frustrating to me as a woman who's married to a man. That like, you know, I I have boundaries for myself, the yeah. way that I dress, the right. way that I like come across to people because I as a Christian woman with around Christian men, like I want to be a part of protecting them, yeah, and creating, you know, mm-hmm. environments that are like pure, like about purity and keeping our thoughts pure. Um and I just think that if I were dating right now, that would be just really challenging to, mm-hmm. you know, to not, like you said, like put yourself out there. You feel like that's the only way to like keep somebody is if like. Yeah, sometimes it feels like what's the point of because being, yeah, it's not like me. Yeah, you could be like, what's the point of even like being modest or saving yourself if like it's just accessible like like you could be like yeah. dressed super modestly walking with your husband or your boyfriend and this girl walks by just, you know hoochie mama exactly <laughs> yeah everything like, it's always infuriating <laughs> because i'm like you don't need to show everybody that yeah. and it makes it harder like i think as a like as a wife i'm yes. like i don't want him looking at that exactly and it's not like sometimes it's like <laughs> you just look because you're like what is happening <laughs> right. over here i mean yeah and it's so sad because, I mean, driving down 99, I don't know if you've ever driven she down 99. But I'm sure it, today. It's scary. But it. you can go to the mall and see the same thing. True. I mean, and that's, I I don't know. I think that there's obviously, you don't have to wear a cloak around your whole body. No. Like, no. but respect mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. I think that's what yeah. it comes down to is respecting yeah. yourself. Not even just other people, but like. Yeah. So I think good. it shows what I see when I see women who dress like super provocatively, whether they're like young or old. It's across, you know, everyone does it in different. Um, I just think it shows an insecurity in yes. them that mm-hmm. like somehow they feel like their value comes from getting the looks mm-hmm. from people. And I did that. Like yeah. that's who I was when I was in that like age of yeah. like teenage to like mm-hmm. early 20s. Is I didn't necessarily dress how girls dress today, mm-hmm. but for me, I thought I was like mm-hmm. it was kind like of kind of provocative, <laughs> I guess you yeah. could say, is because it's like, yeah, you want that attention, and then they say, oh, I don't want the attention, and mm. then why wouldn't you want to wear more clothes? Yeah. Like, I, and it's just kind of perpetuating the problem. So I think it's just for women, you know, who feel maybe they feel like they're, they struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, bring it to God again. Just yeah. be like God, like I help me because yeah. I yeah. feel insecure. I feel like the only way I can get attention or be noticed is if I show, you know, yeah. Well, it's the same principle on like social media where mm-hmm. for modesty, like, uh, or f- for social media, like we can't go a day without posting something that we did mm-hmm. because we feel the constant need to be seen and mm-hmm. to be loved and to be appreciated, to be liked. Oh, I comment. You look so pretty. That's so cool what you did, but it's, yeah. it's the same principle with our bodies. Like, yeah, why not just have something that is for you and your husband Yeah. or just, you know, like it's your body for God. Like (laughs) why not? Like we just, we, we cannot nowadays, we cannot just like preserve things. Mm -hmm. Like we have, everything has to be out there, but it's, you know, it's like, because we don't have the ability to just keep something between you and God Mm -hmm. or you and your husband. It's like, 
when then when you introduce social media to that, it's like, oh, I might as well show that. Not that it's bad to like, um, like post things that you're doing all the time, but it's that same need to it's just be motivation. seen. Like, what's it's the, the motivation? same motive. Yeah. yeah. And so I, you're right. Like, just yeah. bring to God. Like, why yeah. do I need? Why do I need to look this way? Why do I yeah. always need to be, you know, looked at in yeah. that way or? Well, yeah. there's like a, I don't know if it's a trend, but it seems to be of like these women who like get a, like want to get a married man. Like that's like oh. their goal. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, what? They think of it as some trophy and they're, yeah, just out here. Like that would be amazing if like this guy, he's married. I only chase men that have rings on their fingers. And I'm like, Ooh. what? What sort up. of, and again, it is an insecurity. What sort mm -hmm. of like hole was left in like yeah. void, I guess. Do you have, I mean, usually it's God mm -hmm. that they have to find that in ruining somebody else's marriage right. or even like a dating relationship. I mean, like that, yeah. that's still, you're mm -hmm. disrespecting somebody else and yourself totally because if he's that easy to leave for that's all you have to offer yeah. what about when you're you know i think oof. women just feel kind of like well like it's not my fault if he looks like this is just the way i am right. i'm yeah. gonna wear whatever i want and like you can't expect people who are not believers to like to operate out of a worldview of like we want to keep we want to honor our brothers and sisters in christ like no. of course we live in a world that not everyone is believes that so well, like how sacred. do you yeah. like how do you just keep staying steadfast in like your own morals your own boundaries for this is what the way i'm gonna live yeah even yeah. if nobody else is but the truth right. is is like even if people kind of judge you for whatever like oh she she's so modest or like she's so boring yeah. at the end of the day like those are the women that are gonna get married and that Aww. are gonna have healthy families yes. and that are probably gonna live 11 years longer because they're having <laughs> sabbaths on saturdays and they're not on social media and they're gonna attract men who have those same values yes right you know yeah you're not gonna get a great christian man and then like a hoochie <laughs> like, yeah it's I mean, not it's just... gonna doesn't compute i don't know yeah and i think like there it's... is there's a craving for like that women like really do desire to be that way and to like protect themselves mm -hmm. but like they just either they're abused yeah. they're mm -hmm. taken advantage they of. want to be seen yeah and it's not i yeah. don't think it's women's fault like that's not what i'm yeah, trying no. to say or any of us no like, no it's, no, it's just yeah, sad that, that we kind of it's our culture got to that place where like we're not encouraging men in the way that god created them mm -hmm. and so because of that like they're hurting women and then women right. are hurting men and then men right. are hurting women and then yeah, everyone's like a mess this, like, yeah, and then what traits. even is a woman <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> I've been laughing. I got it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I think that's that's why I love the church community and you know, surrounding myself with godly women friends mm -hmm. who are on the same journey as me, who have the same desire to like live pure and godly lives, even as married women yeah. and as moms and single women, like all of it. It's just, I think surrounding yourself with people who you go, you know what? I want to be like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That you admire in good ways, you yeah. know? And then also don't follow people who aren't showing those values. Like don't, yeah. don't watch, don't participate um, in shows or things that where people are not living that life because yeah. it will suck you in. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? And then it's like, I was reading this thing the other day about how, 
if you're going to do something bad, you're not going to go to your friend that's going to tell you not to do it. You're going to go to your friend that's going to tell you, oh, that's a great idea. Go do it. It's like the same with if you're following these people, if uh, a lot of the time on Instagram, they're they're Christians, Mm -hmm. like you had said earlier, they're Christian women that they say, you know, they go to church and that's kind of their like extent of being a Christian. Yeah. They have a Bible and, verse next yeah. to their handle. Yeah. <laughs> um, next ones. to their naked pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> their <laughs> caption. Yeah. <laughs> too real. Far too real. But, um, <laughs> but that's the same, I think, with like surrounding yourself with like real friends and yeah. stuff. Of exactly. Like having people that are actually going to hold you accountable yeah. instead of somebody that's going to be like, oh yeah, go do that. Like no yeah. big deal. Right. And also not being afraid to be that friend that says, "Mm, you shouldn't do that. Like, that's good. I think that that's even as a parent, like I have started getting like getting more out there of like other moms that are going to be like, this is how I'm doing this. And this is how you should do it. And I don't think you should like just different perspectives Mm -hmm. of because it is so hard to be a parent today Mm -hmm. and know what is right and what is wrong. Like, I'm like, what is biblical discipline? Like, I don't (laughs) like and that's a huge thing where Mm -hmm. I'm. Like we're still learning. The kids are still so little that yeah. we're like, okay, we're still navigating like what exactly it's all going to look like. Mm-hmm. And it changes all the time because I'm like, mm-hmm. this doesn't work. Yeah. Or, and every kid's so different yeah. too. So it's just yeah. a crazy, crazy world. Well, that's good. Well, maybe we'll pick up on Christian dating another time. Part um, two. Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about... Um, Sam, maybe you can start with kind of your philosophy of birth because I know you, oh, yeah. you guys have you know cool stories with. Well, I've done all all yeah. different, so yeah. Um, so I guess starting with Atticus, so our oldest, when he when I was thirty four weeks, we went. I went into labor when I was in Utah with my mom and my sister, um, and all his whole my whole pregnancy with him, I had planned a home birth. It was going to be this like beautiful serene thing, <laughs> and. Like we make our plans and then yeah. other things happen. Yeah. Um, I went into labor, my water broke and then he was breech. And I personally don't believe that every breech baby has to be a C-section. And I know there's like medical that shows that as well, but they were like immediately he's breech. We're giving you a C-section. Can you remember what breached is? Breech? Feet down, feet okay. coming out. So babies come out head first. Right. He was coming out feet first. Um, and I was in shock. Like I didn't feel a single emotion that day because Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like Julian is however many thousand miles away. And first baby, it's our first baby. And we don't, we're in a completely like foreign place. I've never been to Utah before. Um, and so like he was born at five, I had my surgery at five and Julian didn't get there until midnight. Mm -hmm. And, I still was in this like, well, after the surgery, I, I don't take like regular medicine usually. And so like all of that in my system after yeah. I've like been pretty natural for, it was like a year that I had like stopped taking stuff like that. Okay. And so I was that, just miserable. Is that miserable. kind of how long, like when did you begin to dream about like, oh, and it, or even right when we got natural. married. Okay. Cause I knew that I wanted to have kids and I knew that like, so I have PCOS. I think like a lot of women do. Um, and so I knew that I needed to change something in order to like get pregnant. And I didn't think it was going to happen that fast because I was like, oh, my doctor had told me like, you won't. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, I want to do these natural things to kind of like, yeah, okay. Progress into getting pregnant eventually. Um, so we got married in August and then I was pregnant in 
December. So you guys didn't December. do like birth control? No, I had been on birth control in high school because of they put me on it for acne. I know. <laughs> but it ruined my hormones. I was Every, a psycho. Everybody, <laughs> like so many women. I don't think they they give it to men for acne. No. So many women have been given birth control. Yeah. For acne. Or for And that is really. like or huge. Food. Yeah. So, stuff. so PCOS is basically like your body has more estrogen than okay. it does progesterone, okay. which is progesterone is what helps you get pregnant. Okay. Um, a fun little facts. And we also have testosterone, mm-hmm. women yeah. do. Um, and so all of those have to be balanced in order to create a baby. Yeah. And um, so I did like some natural progesterone stuff okay. in order to get pregnant. But... Um, yeah, so I had had like this whole dream and idea, whatever. So then he was born. I didn't even see him until he was wow. six, seven hours old because I was all hopped up on drugs and just <laughs> so tired. And then Julian got there and we he wheeled me back there in my wheelchair to see him. And I wow. still like couldn't even stay awake. Like it was just like. I almost, I remember right before I went back for surgery, I was like, I can't have a baby right now. Like, I'm not ready. This is not how it was supposed to be. And like, I was just like, kind of just, I think just zoned out. Like I didn't want to be there. So he was four weeks early? Six. Six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And those last six weeks are like the true like nesting period. Yeah. You know, where you're like setting up their nursery. You're like. And all of that was going to happen once I got home. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we were going to be gone for five days. And then when I got home, we were going to have my baby shower. We were going to like get his like little nursery area ready. And so we didn't have anything. But um, then he, then he, so he had a reaction to the vitamin K shot Mm. um, and stopped breathing. So he was born like, I don't, if you know, an APGAR test. It's like basically mm-hmm. they like score how the baby yeah. is. He's got, he got a nine, which it's nine, nine out of 10. Okay. And then they took him back, gave him the vitamin K and he stopped breathing. Whoa. And so they had to resuscitate him oh my goodness. like three times. Whoa. And so then they intubated him. Whoa. Whoa. And when they were intubating him, they, um, I don't, I don't know why I'm going to say popped one of his lungs, punctured one of his lungs. Okay. And so then they had to like get that back up and going. And mind you, I knew none of this mm. so was well, as it was going on. Yeah, oh, it was right away. Um, and so um, I, wow. so like all of that happened. So he was intubated. We didn't get to hold him until he was a week old. And then I didn't get to nurse him until he was two weeks old. Because mm. then they like gradually, he was on the, the he was on a feeding and breathing tube wow. and like all these crazy things. So then, um, so you that was that all still in So we were in Utah. We know mm-hmm. nobody. Yeah. And Julian's grandma passed away while we were there and he yeah. was super close with her. And so we were just literally like clinging to each other and God, and we had nobody else. Luckily Mormons have a lot of babies and they're really nice. And so they knew every, like they were just so friendly and there's, Everybody that we met was, wow. <laughs> was yeah, um, just so kind to us and like kind to us in that season. Like they were trying to figure out if his grandma's funeral was going to be while we were still there. They were mm. like all putting their money together to try to get him a flight home so he could go to the funeral and come back. Oh my word! That didn't end up happening, ha- having to happen. But it just like was this the community the that we didn't know. Yeah. It was just yeah. so great to have people that cared about us even when they didn't know us and so we were there in utah 
um, for three and a half weeks. And we actually drove home. He got um, discharged from the NICU on our anniversary, our first anniversary. Wow. <laughs> so that was our, like, it was just so wow. great. And we drove all the way from Salt Lake City to, we lived in Renton at the time. And it was like, I think an 18 hour drive. And we just drove and we got home and it's crazy. So that was our first birth experience. Wow. And I was definitely traumatized. Um, he was traumatized too, but I think more for me because I had pictured what I wanted yeah. and then yeah. it was just completely taken away from me. Right. Um, fast forward to eight months and then we got pregnant with Rowan and I was like, oh great, I'm gonna have my home birth this time. It'll be so great. And a, it was in 2020 and life was just really weird then. Mm -hmm. And then they were, my midwife was like, you can't have a home birth until you're 18 months postpartum from a C-section and oh. they're 15 months apart. Oh no! And so she's like, so you have to have a hospital birth. Oh. And I was like, okay, I just didn't want to go through the stress of it, but we went and he was born at UW and he, I got to do it completely natural. Okay. And I had to tell people a million times to leave me alone because they wanted to give me the epidural. They wanted wow. to do all these things to prepare for a C-section again. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm going to have this already after you had prepared your plan. Like they knew your plan was to go natural. Yes. That yeah. is so bizarre to me no, that like they were badgering me and they, because I mean, there's like, Oh, there's a podcast. I'm not a podcast. It's a documentary called the business of being born is there's a cascade of interventions that go on when you get to the hospital they first want to like put you on pitocin which makes you have the contractions and then you they then you want an epidural it's like if you give a mouse a cookie then you want an epidural because the contractions are so strong mm. and then you can't feel anything with the epidural and so you don't know when to push you don't know mm. what to do and so then is it because they want you in and out like they, they don't want it they the end goal is a c-section mm. now more money more money that's why it's the business of being born. I've had three. Three of four. C-sections? I was not a C-section. Jazzy was my was only D-back. Only... Oh, wow. <laughs> did, did she know that? <laughs> That's what my kids said when I told them that. They're like, does she That's know? So does Jazzy funny. know? You can tell. That's right. It's different. Yeah. How can you um, tell? It is. It's like, wow. I think even, so, because when babies are born, when they're being pushed out of your uterus, it squeezes them a certain way mm -hmm. that cause like helps with their sensory mm -hmm. like that's their okay. first thing coming into the world is like this bit of sensory so there's literally a difference in c-section babies versus vaginal babies mm -hmm. and just yeah. who they well, are yeah, i mean it's the way god designed it yeah i mean i'm thankful for surgical options right in right. cases of emergency right. yes i think there are times when it's necessary but it's Absolutely. like you're kind of in this place where only the doctor can decide yeah and it's like, you have to trust that doctor. Mm -hmm. And I think for a long time afterwards, like I kept telling Jay, I just feel like they just, they just took that power away from mm -hmm. us. Like, yeah. because after my third C-section, the doctor said, you guys are done, right? Oh, you know, because your body, I mean, probably can't have that, yeah. you know, eternal C-sections. Yeah. Right. Um, and it just like cut that door, huh. you know, shut, yeah. it shut that door for us where it was like, well, okay, I guess we're done. You know, yeah. but I always felt like just wrong about it. I mean, I came to the place where I was like, you know what? It's got, it's in God's hands. Right. I mean, I, there's nothing I can do yeah. about it now, but I just thought about it so many times. Yeah. And I think that it's like now there is so much more information mm -hmm. about like why they do certain things yeah. and knowing, understanding that there's, there's options for or even like, like that vitamin K shot. Yeah. Like, 
I I don't I think I was talking to you about this where they do they give babies vitamin K shot because their body doesn't produce vitamin for K seven for days. seven days because and that's like that's normal that's the way God designed our bodies yes because I don't, isn't it something with like well circumcision. so circumcision was on the seventh day yes and so all babies are born with a depleted amount of vitamin K they started giving the vitamin K Which because your blood. So it, it um, coagulates your blood, right. causes blood clots, essentially. So they started giving it to babies because with some birth trauma, which is like, I think it's like a one in 10,000. It's not a lot or maybe even less or more or whatever. They can get a brain bleed, but it's usually if it's a traumatic birth. Okay. So they just started giving it to every baby. Really? Instead of... But babies don't need it. So it's the same. They'd give the same dose to a five pound baby as they would to you. Wow. And it has what called, what's called a black box warning, which means if injected, like it can be fatal. Wow. Immediately. They don't tell you that. No, they don't. They're supposed to. There's like a whole routine of like what they're supposed to tell you. Like if there's two drugs, I think, in the entire world that have a black box warning. And one is one that they give babies within 10 minutes of being born. And so then the is issue it, is... is it- Boys and girls? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the issue with it is they can just ca- say if there's any issues that it was because of birth. Because they give it to you right away. Yeah. So there's no way of know. knowing what's different. Yeah. With me, I got the, his medical records. And I printed them out. And everything's time stamped. It was literally 30 seconds after he got it that he stopped breathing. So And if it's a blood coagulator, I mean, that... Yeah, it sense. attacks your lungs. It's yeah. like in a, yeah. So anyways. Wow. Well, I yeah. think the main thing that I love about actually both of you guys, and, and obviously I know you're my daughter, so I know you've studied some about like birth control and even thought about, you know, even before you're married, like when you're married, do I want to take birth control? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that girls, even before they're married, can learn about these things, yeah. can think about them, can make plans for their future so that, Cause I think what happened to me yeah. is, um, it wasn't, I, I don't know if it wasn't as popular. Or I was, I was so young. Right. I probably, it just wasn't on my mind to yeah. think about what kind of a birth do I want to have? Right. Do I want to take birth control? How do I, do I want to do family planning? Like rhythm method? Like what yeah. are there options, you know? Yeah. And so I immediately like, I go to the doctor and they give you birth control. And I've since found out that many birth controls have abortifacient drugs in them, mm-hmm. which means you are getting pregnant and the abortion or the birth control is aborting your baby yeah. in your womb. Well, and then the plan B that they have now yeah, that people like girls take like candy because it's, it also is the same thing. Yeah. It's just like, so these are all things that women need, I think have the responsibility to investigate. Yep. So well, like, even knowing about it. you only can get pregnant like three days out of the month. Mm. And I think that so many women think it's like all month long. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, no, you literally are only fertile for three days yeah. and mostly only one. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And point. so, um, yeah, it's just like a needs to be more information out yeah. there about. Yeah. That stuff. I could hear a Pippin upstairs. <laughs> is that what is that, <laughs> yes. that is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. But I think that's kind of one of the upsides to social media is a lot of what I know about birth control was kind of like stemmed from like hearing somebody talk about like birth control, the side effects of it or like podcast episodes or diving into the realities of what birth control is or like natural, you know, like a lot of these things I wouldn't Mm -hmm. know from social media. Mm -hmm. Um, But now people are talking about it because it's like 
um, there's so many weird health things happening. A lot yeah, of women right. can't get pregnant because of mm-hmm. the effects of birth control or even like, like someone like Haley Bieber posted about like, I'm not taking birth control anymore because it's affecting me in this way. We're like, yeah. wow, like this isn't just, it's not just crunchy people and it's not just no. like Christians. Right. It's across the board. People are like, whoa, this is like affecting me way more than I could ever even imagine. Well, one thing that I learned when Seth Gruber came to Cedar Park to talk is that Planned Parenthood created birth Mm -hmm. control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, thank you. (laughs) I'm just saying, I don't think it's for godly people. Like, I think that there probably are some birth controls out there that are good. Yeah. Safe and effective. But also you have to ask yourself, why do I want to control birth? Yeah. And yeah. I've struggled with that, like, um, not for myself, but not, I'm not like not judging people, but why are you playing God with yeah. a, because a lot of people that are not married do it like the plant, the um, yeah, birth control so, that you, so can, that you don't get pregnant. Right. And I'm like, well, then just don't have sex. Right. Um, and then when you are married and you're on it and I'm like, well, the purpose of us being on this earth is to like. Yeah. When you're married to be yes, fruitful yes. and multiply. And if you're just putting a pill in your mouth every day so that you don't do that. Yeah. And like we're striving for all these things of like, not that I'm saying everybody has to be parents. No. But it's also just like. I don't pray know. about it. Yeah. Think mm. about it. Ask God. Like there's the spouse. I don't know. I don't know if this is biblical because I've actually never looked it up. But this is whole, an opinion. <laughs> no, but Maybe. about like God opening and closing the womb. Is yeah, that, yeah, no, yeah. It does. Yes, it says specifically in the Bible when yeah. he he closed a womb and he opened wombs. Like for Hannah when she couldn't get pregnant yeah. forever and ever and ever. And then, you know, God opened her womb and she was got pregnant with Samuel. Hmm. When she prayed in Shiloh. Yeah, and same with I mean Abraham and Sarah, Shiloh. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was like, yeah. um, what, in her 80s and Abraham was 100 when she got pregnant. Yeah. Um, and we don't understand, you know, it's that age old question of like why some people get pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, out of wedlock and they weren't even trying. And then some couples who've been married forever and their desire is for yeah. a baby and they can't like, we don't know. It's not in our control. And it's not like yeah. a sin issue. You know, it's like just God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. And so we have to bring all of this to the Lord. And I just think mm. I just wanted to have that, even if it's just that conversation right there to like, let people know, first of all, that birth control can be abortifacient. So people just like literally don't know that. And also um, ask God, how yeah. many kids do you want me to have? Yeah. When do you want me to start having kids? Like let, let God be a part of that conversation. Yeah. I think it was just something I didn't really think about. Hmm. And, you know, obviously God gave us four beautiful children which I'm so thankful. And I think God's will, you know, is accomplished even in our ignorance, Yeah, you know, but right. it's good to, I think at the end of the day, when you boil it all down, it just comes down to, do I trust God with my life? Mm-hmm. So if you're on birth control and you're married and you're trying not to have kids, you could still get pregnant. And it's like, what are you going to do? Are you yeah. going to receive that with trust? Like, sure. That could still be a shock and a surprise, but like, or you could be not on birth control, not doing anything at all, and not get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, do you trust God with your life? Because yeah. whether you're holding on tightly to anything, like it's not in your control. Yeah. And so, and yeah. I think that's something that you learn as a single person too. Mm-hmm. Like, do I trust God with yeah. my family, my future family? Right. Um, do I trust you to bring the right person to my life? 
at the right time even if i'm trying so hard to make it happen in whatever timing like it's the same thing like in whatever season it's like do you trust god Mm -hmm. and if so i think it's okay to just let go completely and just be like well it's in your hands but and i i see the argument to people like say oh we're just not ready to have kids like yeah whether it's financial reasons or Mm -hmm. like you're just like your house isn't suited to like have another little baby in it yet um you know whatever those like those are sometimes fair i think but but well also (laughs) we live in a one bedroom house cultural (laughs) yeah those are cultural issues right those are environment issues like my parents told us um never make a decision about having kids based on your finances Mm -hmm. i mean that's like the like we think oh it's not responsible but it's like yeah i mean for the first year you're feeding your baby you know breast milk anyway (laughs) most likely you know so it's like it's just not a fair argument and i think that when you're following the lord he provides like who do you trust in yourself or god yeah i mean there has been those times when it's we're like okay we're we're single income and i think people are like oh you're a stay-at-home mom that's like amazing and i'm like well, no, we have it's a stretch one a single income and like yeah. we drive old cars and yep. like I think it's like yeah. we don't have anything. We do have nice things, but we yeah. don't have anything that's like so nice because right now we're in the season of growing, yeah. like raising our kids and that's they break everything and they do and they do. Family. And I don't need of course, I would love a house, big house. I'm I would love a nice car like I would love these things. But that's just not the season we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And we're trusting God to provide yeah. literally everything. And that's we've right. been provided for yeah. our cars drive us where we need to go and we sleep in a house every single night and we eat three meals and (laughs) snacks every single day kids do Um, (laughs) but it's I think that's like my biggest thing Mm because I've heard that so many times of like oh like we need a bigger house and I'm like but you don't like Mm -hmm. God is going to provide and you will be provided or we don't know each other well enough yet yeah I'm like well you're married figure it out mm-hmm. um plenty of time to get to know yeah each other. <laughs> and i i just like i think that's for me a big thing because i always mm-hmm. thought we needed to have our ducks in a row mm-hmm. in order to have kids right and right. then you just have them just and they just you're never gonna be right. i mean if they need to sleep in a dresser yeah. drawer yeah <laughs> well, it's such a cop-out because that's why a lot of people have abortions even when yes. they're in yes a healthy marriage mm-hmm. or a healthy relationship like Two people love each other. We get pregnant. We're just not ready yet. Like for whatever what? reason. Yeah. So what are you going to do? They're going to, you know, abort, kill your, baby? kill your baby. Yeah. And I just think like, it's terrible. That is not the right thing. No. Like you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, culturally, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some families, they have 10 people living in a small house Yeah. and it's whatever we live in this space where we think we have to have all these right. big, amazing things. Yeah. And yeah. don't it's mm. you don't no no and you just have to and then your last God. baby it's, i wanted to oh at least end yes with that story she was cause... born in our tiny home <laughs> um she was definitely like our redemptive well my redemptive birth of yeah. like i had terrible anxiety my entire pregnancy with her and i don't know where that stemmed from but like the night before she was born i just completely like gave it to god mm. and i was sobbing on the floor in our bathroom and just and he was like, why haven't you given this to me yet? Mm-hmm. Because I had just like dreams and nightmares and like every time like she wouldn't move for a long time. I just had a f- like a fear mm-hmm. that something was going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And God literally was like, why have you not given this to me? And I was like, all right, here, like here it is. Here's my labor and here's my birth and here's mm-hmm. my baby. And knowing whatever happens, like he's in control. Yeah. 
And, and I don't know where it stems from because I've never experienced anything except for the trauma with Atticus. But as soon as I gave him that, like, as soon as I said, here's my birth and here's my labor. And the next day is when I went into labor and I was so at peace and just like in our living room and I had made like a worship playlist and my midwives came at like 7am and they took a nap on the couch and like, (laughs) but there was just so much peace and like just praying through it all. And like my mom and my grandma and all my sisters were there and Julian and like them just constantly praying over me and like praying over Shiloh and like I never once doubted through my whole labor. And then like, well, except for like the part where everyone doubts and like, I can't do this anymore. Like right before the baby comes out. Yeah. Um, so I just like surrendered everything and, um, actually listened to this thing. It's called Christian hypnobirthing. I was just going to ask you, was it a pain-free birth? It wasn't (laughs) pain-free, but it was like, it's just, so the Christian hypnobirthing is just a track of she's reading scriptures and just praying And it's just the same over and over again over some like music of just this is what you were created for. Like God created women to do this. There is not any fear that should be things can go wrong. Absolutely. But like giving it to God of like. And so she was born. I was in I started labor at 6 a.m. and she was born at 1130. So I was in labor for less than six hours. But it was just all peace. And it hurt. The contractions hurt. But just knowing like I can get through this because this is what I'm intended to do. Yeah. And when she was born, it was really cool because like there was sun just shining right through the windows mm. and right onto her face. Mm. Um, I have wow. the picture I'm like sobbing and she's yeah. like crying and I'm holding her and there's just like these like light rays just right on her face. Yeah. And it was just literally like, I've never, I didn't cry with either of the boys mm. being born, but she was just my like redemption yeah. i think of just peace and i think she just come kind of i mean she embodies that totally mm-hmm. <laughs> she's five months yeah, old and like she's so is just so her name yeah shiloh, shiloh. um Love it. heavenly peace is what wow. shiloh means but it just was something where that moment when i just was reminded to just you can give god everything and he will redeem it it's beautiful and turn it around I love that. So. well I admire you so much for yeah. all three of your births you know <laughs> but especially that last one like wow yeah that's cool yeah and I think it's it was... it's encouraging to for women to hear that that's possible mm. yeah you know? especially after a c-section yeah is exactly. I think they're told so often like oh, yes. you just have to have them yeah always yep. and just knowing that like our bodies are god created them smart <laughs> if your doctor isn't agreeing with you Maybe just find another doctor. You can find, I mean, you can literally transfer up until you're like yeah. having the baby. Yeah. I mean, so. well, no, nobody's saying like, don't <laughs> listen to your doctors, but you know. But if it's not sitting right with you, yeah. like moms have an instinct. Get a second opinion. Yeah. Like that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think I just never knew that that was possible. Yeah. And again, I think that's one of the beauties of social media is mm-hmm. is having that information. Right. There's a beautiful side of it where you can say, oh, I'm not alone in this. And I can actually reach out to these people and you know see that somebody mm-hmm. else has gone where i'm wanting to go yeah yeah and not have to like yeah yeah so well good. ladies 
This has been an awesome conversation. Yeah. And thanks for sharing a little bit about your lives and just being vulnerable. And hopefully it'll, you know, bless. I know it'll bless and encourage people that are listening. Yeah. Um, so today, um, I'll just close this up in prayer. But it's also, it's September 11th. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe we can also just say a prayer for our country and those that um, lost their lives, you know. Mm-hmm so many years ago. So let's just close in prayer together. Heavenly Father, we're just thankful for this time you've given us, Lord, to talk about life and the giver of life. And that's you, God. You truly are the giver of life, Lord. You are the the source that we run to for wisdom, for help, for discernment. So God, I just pray for every person who's been listening to this podcast today that you would encourage them wherever they're at. Maybe they're, you know, we talked about things that they're struggling with. God, I pray that you'd meet them. And that they would come to you, Father, with their questions, with their concerns, with their problems, whether it's in their marriage or in a dating relationship, whatever it might be, Father, that you would draw them close to you and that they would turn to you with all of their heart, Lord, and that you'd heal them and help them and strengthen them. And Lord, we just thank you for um, the remembrance of this day, Lord, the tragic, um, the tragedy of 9-11, Lord, when America was, was hit by terrorism and by evil. Lord, we just pray for all the families that were affected. Even though it was Mm -hmm. so long ago, God, we know that um, still families um, are affected by that generationally, Lord, loved ones that were lost, um, firefighters and first responders, God, and those that were were initially um, killed. Lord, we just pray blessing over our country today. We pray safety and peace over our country. God, we, um, we just thank you that we are one nation under God. And we just want to declare that today, that we are one nation under God. We belong to you. God, our hope is in you. And we just pray um, that you would be with America today, especially, Lord, and all those that are suffering. And we pray all these things in Christ's powerful and mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And we pray you have a blessed day and we'll see you soon.